Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where, as you well know by now, we celebrate the outdoors every single Monday at lunchtime because we've got world-class outdoors here in the state of Mississippi. And as you hear me say every single week, we're also the capital of the outdoors in America. I mean, when you again, when you think about all that we have available to us, whether it be in the Delta, Northeast Mississippi, and Central Mississippi, or here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this is the capital of the outdoors. You're not going to find a collection of outdoor activities like we have here in Mississippi, anywhere else in the United States. I can absolutely assure you that. I want to thank you for joining us on, this, on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's June 27th, 2022. You know, we had a fun-filled weekend this weekend and as it as usually is the case for june each year there's a lot of fishing involved uh, my friend terry waldrop my son jordan and i did a kind of a last minute trip we, were, we, we really wanted to go offshore but the more we assessed uh the deep water stuff the really deep water stuff it was going to be a kind of a, a bumpy weekend so we decided kind of the last minute to do a shallow reef trip right off horn island went to fh2 which is that right past the 50 uh, foot curve and um, we really had a had a good day. We caught uh, our limited snapper. We released six snapper. and caught a limited snapper. It was just a it was kind of nice, a, kind of a low key little trip to the reefs out there. And um, we also did some spec fishing around Horn Island. I'll, by the way, as it relates to our reefs, I love what we've done to our offshore reefs. The, the thing I would like to see more of, just more of it. You know, more reefs all over the place once you get past the 50 foot curve. I had, had the opportunity to be the president and publisher of the, of the uh, Mobile Press Registry Mobile, so I spent a lot of time uh, there. And uh, the reefs off of Alabama and the way they've done that are really incredible. Mississippi is starting to do really well in that, re that arena as well. And uh, you know, just want to see more of it. I mean, we have we have again some of the best offshore fishing in the world right here off of Mississippi. It's quite incredible. By the way, don't forget that there's a requirement if you're going to go snapper fishing, and people tend to forget this. Don't forget it. What it what you, one angler per boat has to report with the Mississippi Department of uh, Marine Resources in a program they call their tails and scales system. And this is really important because if you don't do that, if you don't report that you're going and then of course log what you caught and what you released, the Marine uh, Patrol officers who encounter you fishing for speckled trout or excuse me, for, for red snapper, or if you possess red snapper, 
without that trip authorization number, there, it could result in confiscation of your red snapper and also with some fines. Um, when we got back, and, as if you know that trip wasn't enough, Jordan, who we call the fish whisperer, went with my wife Ann and my granddaughter Mila, and they did some backwater fishing in Back Bay and caught a huge uh, redfish. And then yesterday, Jordan and Mila go again, which again, typical weekend for the Matthews family. And Jordan actually caught a tagged redfish. And it's always cool when you catch a tagged fish. You get to find out, take the number off the tag and find out the, the history of the tag, et cetera. I'll share that on a future show. But anyway, fishing in coastal Mississippi is really on fire right now. Uh, it's, a, it's a busy time of the year on the water, whether you're fishing the backwaters or offshore here in coastal Mississippi or on lakes or river, rivers and bayous and other tributaries across the state of Mississippi. It's a really busy time of year. It's also super hot. I mean, we've got this dome of high pressure that's been sitting over us. And I don't think I remember a June where it's been so hot. Um, my friend Terry said it feels like August offshore. And it really did. It really did. I've been, I've, we've been in touch with our farmer friends and they're having to do a lot of irrigation and they're really worried about their crops. I mean, it's been a lot of work. We've been burning a lot of fuel trying to keep the irrigation systems going. Um, well, anyway, with all this in mind, with, with the 4th of July coming next weekend, I wanted to invite my friend Joe Spragans, who's the executive director for the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources, back to talk boater safety and fishing and shrimping and oystering and anything else that might be on Joe's mind. Anyway, without any further ado, let me invite my friend Joe back to, to Koshi. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Thanks, Rick. It's good to see you. So where are you sitting right now this time? I'm sitting in my office in my home. Well, I see uh, I see a lot of mementos in the background. I see some War Eagle back there. War right. Eagle, my friend. There's uh, quite a few of them War Eagles back there. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's a big okay. but, uh, hey, off, uh, right off the bat to uh, Ole Miss Rebels. I tell you what, we're proud of them. Oh, no doubt. Good. Uh, hey, man, super congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, Mississippi, two years in a row. How about that, Joe? That's amazing, and um, first time 64 to 1, from the number 64 team to the number 1 team. Well, you know, so interesting, my son Jordan said to me, Mississippi State had these bragging rights that were bestowed upon them last year, and it lasted one year, because now Ole Miss has those bragging rights. But, uh, you know, what, what, I mean, again, Southern Miss gets to the Super Regional. What a, what a great year for baseball, college baseball for Mississippi. That's so awesome. And, uh, again, you know, our Auburn Eagles did, excuse me, our Auburn Tigers did pretty good as well. So it was, it was a, it, from a fan perspective, we did pretty good this time, didn't we? We did. We were well represented. Hey, you heard me talk about snapper season and, the reprograms that that we were lucky to have access to in uh, in Mississippi, um, I'm I'm so thrilled with what we've done with the reef programs. I mean, people really use them. The snapper season is going pretty well this year, hasn't it? It has done pretty well. We've caught about uh, a third of our allocation as of last week, and uh, so that's about on target of where we would normally be. Uh, it's uh, obviously uh, it, the cost to go out there is a little bit more than it was a year ago or two years ago, <clears throat> but people are still fishing, and um, we're looking at it. Uh, we'll probably keep, we'll keep the season open until July the midnight on July the fourth, and then we'll close that night at midnight, and we'll reassess where we're at as we always do. We reassess it and see where we're at 
uh, then we'll open the season back up because there will be allocations left. We're very sure of that. And uh, we'll open it back up and then we'll decide at that point, how do we do it? Do we do it on week, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday only, or do we do all week? We'll, we'll look at it. We have so many people that come down here during the week, especially in August, uh, you know, July and August, that uh, we don't want to jeopardize them not being able to go out. Yeah. Just because they're not here over the weekend. And then plus we have a lot of our uh, workers here that uh, work in, especially the casino world and other places that work on weekends and, and have the weekdays off. And so we want to give them that opportunity too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, we can break this down a little bit further. Um, what, uh, just my personal observation, um, where I fished, where I fished Saturday off of Horn Island, I didn't see nearly the number of boats I would normally see this time of year. And that, that may be that maybe that the early pressure on, on that particular reef was significant. I don't, I, I don't know because I haven't been there every day to sort of measure all that. But on a Saturday, you would expect to find, you know, some of our markings. You know, the beauty is that's a broad area at FH2. And, of course, each, each of the fish havens are similar to that kind of broad area. And you, I've got markings literally all over the place in that area. So as we, as we find some of our better markings, marks um, we didn't have much competition for those marks coming uh, on Saturday usually you know last year for example we would have to kind of compete a little bit to get on top of some of that that bottom structure so what what that tells me is you know what you said is probably true that it takes a lot of money to uh, to do what we did I, I got a hundred gallons of gas before I left um, didn't have an empty tank but I had you got a hundred gallons of gas and it was five hundred and seventy five dollars to yeah. just get a hundred gallons of gas and you know i mean that's that's a lot of money you know it it, it, it requires a lot of sharing on, on most boats to, to make a trip like that work um the beauty of the shallow trips is that you don't have to go out as far <laughs> that's the beauty of those um it's not unusual for us to do a trip um on a saturday that we will do over 200 miles round trip right. we're you know we're going we're going pretty deep but um, I do think probably the gas situation has got people, you know, at, you know, probably not going offshore as much. Is that what y'all thinking as well? Uh, yes, and uh, and then some of the uh, some of them, you know, they they hold their trips out and rather than do the shallow water trips, they'll go out to the FH 13 and all down in the deeper water. They're catching a little bit bigger fish there. Yeah. So they, you know, they just want to do it, and uh, they're not taking as many trips, so they just take the, you know. So uh, rather than take four trips uh, in that time, they'll maybe take two and go out to the deeper water. And that's what they're looking at. Yeah, one of my favorites, I'm looking at my map right now. I think it's FH7. Yeah, yeah. FH7. Um, we don't usually have a lot of competition at FH7 because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit further offshore. But um, gosh, man, we've, we've done really well with our reefs. I just want to see more reefs. What's the, what's the current thinking on, on doing more? We just spent uh, uh, quite a bit of money putting concrete reefs out in the FH-13, uh, and uh, we just finished that. And then we uh, have we sank a uh, boat that the, the Hermits that the USM had uh, this year, and we got two big boats that we're about to sink from uh, Omega. And uh, so that some of their uh, boats that they've given us, and we're about to sink them. We're trying to build it. Uh, you know, the one thing we have to be very careful of is our shrimpers we don't want to hurt them either though you know and we want to still have that shrimp and i tell you what if you want to buy some shrimp now's the time 
<laughs> it is. We'll go talk about that here coming up in just a second. But we've got Joe Spragas, who's the executive director for the department. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, low around 71. For Tuesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 90 degrees. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, partly sunny, high near 91. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. This is Michael Cassidy. My opponent, Mr. Guest, has been caught coordinating with Democrat leaders to rig our Republican primary by turning their voters out to vote for him in Tuesday's runoff election. Guest has been voting with Democrats for the January 6th Commission and for Planned Parenthood, and now he's relying on them to keep him in Congress. Don't let Democrats steal our election. Vote Cassidy in Tuesday's Republican runoff. I'm Michael Cassidy, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cassidy for Congress. You're about to ask the woman of your dreams to marry you, and then it hits you. What if the diamond engagement ring I choose, what if she doesn't love it? If it's from Juniker Jewelry Company, she's guaranteed to love it. Because at Junikers, you'll find over 50 feet of cases filled with Mississippi's finest diamonds, engagement rings, and wedding bands. Ten times the selection of average jewelry stores. All the latest styles from classic solitaires to halos, contemporary to antique reproductions, like our famous Mississippi Heritage Collection. And Mississippi's most beautiful diamonds, direct from our cutters, every size, shape, and price range. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. Bring us your ideas, tell us all about her, and together we'll create her perfect ring. A ring you'll both love. At Juniker Jewelry, we don't just make diamond engagement rings. We make heroes. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Joe Spragans, who's the executive director for the Marine Depart- the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. And when we went to break, we were talking about reefs. We got just a little bit more to say about that, and then we'll move on to the next program. But actually, you know, the reality, Joe, is that we've seen a lot of the rigs off of coastal Mississippi. You have to go a lot deeper now to find rigs 
used to see oil rigs all over the place. During the Obama administration, they literally wouldn't let you keep any un understructure. They were literally blowing them up. And I remember at one point we had one of our reporters who's a, a diver, who's a really great environmental reporter from, from Mobile, who went and studied sort of the aftermath of when they blew those rigs up and what, looking at all the dead, you know, the dead uh, fish that, that, that it left behind. I'm really glad that we really kind of back on a pattern of rigs to reef because that's really the way to go as you pointed out during the break isn't it it is you know uh the rigs do a great thing and they they're a great fishing area but you know when they're up but uh we have a program called rigs to reef where they pay us to be able to over the time and then they turn around and make a reef out of it but they just kind of drop it into the gulf and uh, it's a perfect idea to do that because it does give an infrastructure that we can use and it makes it work and everybody's used to being away from there anyway because that structure is there and they don't want to be in that area for strippers and all in so it works out fantastic and uh, i hope they'll allow us to continue to do this i hope so too i hope so too because that's a when you take the accumulation of sunken boats and other structure and these really concrete cool concrete habitats and rigs to reef all these things they add to again make make off of coastal mississippi some of the best fishing in the world by the way I saw a few charter boats out there this past weekend it's great to see people visiting this area or maybe even locals uh spending their money with great charter guys and they're out there catching fish it's just good to see so it's uh the more the merrier the way i look at it, that's for sure so shrimp season man we haven't had the big rain so that's that's had to have really been great for shrimping it is and uh the shrimp are going uh, they, and they uh a lot of them are a lot larger than they normally have. The white shrimp are even still around, you know, and so that's working. Uh, and I can tell you right now, the markets are pretty well saturated. And uh, a lot of the um, the big uh, processors and all had so much that they have had over, the, you know, that they couldn't sell during COVID and they're just catching up on it. So the if you want to buy from the dock, man, it is a good time. It is a good time to go down to the dock and buy some shrimp. And the price is very well. And I mean, uh, I haven't seen this price in a long time. So, uh, you know, uh, now's the time to stock up on some of your own private shrimp. <laughs> no doubt. We always like to put a little bit of shrimp away. For that That's for sure. And crabbing, Joe, crabbing is really good. We, we put our nets out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and the collection once we got to the end of the week we probably had about five dozen we were able to call through them and keep the, the largest ones but the collection of crabs was as big as we've seen in many 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 years man i mean it was just beautiful and meaty i might add as well i mean we had a great crab ball but you're hearing that as well aren't you i am and uh you know everybody thought after the bunny carrier in 2019 that it would devastate the crowd but it did not they they were able to come back they're kind of a seasonal thing and they were able to come back and uh the shrimp has come back uh you know the oysters are still we're fighting but uh you know they're coming we're getting yeah. you know the last couple of years we hadn't had had no nobody carry to and so it's good going good and uh yeah. we're able to uh rebuild those oyster reefs and uh Hopefully by this time next year, we'll be talking a lot of oysters, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, and generally, generally, the Mississippi Sound is an incredibly resilient body of water. We know this. We've seen it over and over and over. Certainly Katrina tested us. Uh, the Bonacary spillway tested us too much, but um, but but you know, given given where oysters grow, um, you've got to have the right you've got to have the right salinity, the right mix. You can't have too much uh, too much pollution. A lot of pollution came from the Bonacary spillway, 
but uh, you know, you give it give it a little time, it, it comes back and it will come back strong. And hopefully, we won't have the kind of uh, Bonnie Carey scenario that we had a couple of years ago. But the reality is, Joe, until they come up with a resolution for that, I think it's just going to be something we have to fight every few years, whether we like it or not. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth, isn't it? It is, and you know, we got to understand too. We made it. God, yeah, we made it. And uh, yeah. this is something that nature that we tried to alter the way nature operates, and uh, and in turn we got to suffer for that to a point. But we can work it out. We can do some things. We are looking at some stuff north of uh, Bonnie Carey. There is a, a diversion called the uh, Union Diversion and the Alma Diversion that are north of the Bonnie Carey. And uh, when the water gets to the level where it would have to open up the Bonnie Carey, they can open them up. And it will, it, it only 25,000 cubic feet to the east and uh, 70, uh, excuse me, 50,000 cubic feet, uh, and this is per second to the west. But it will at least trickle it down enough to maybe where we don't have to open up the bunny carriage much. So that's something we're looking at very hard. This is not a done deal. This is something that's going to be years down the road, but uh, we are looking at it and we're trying to find out what's going to happen and uh, if it's possible and we can get the core to fund it and, and be able to do it, it would be a great thing. But if it's not possible, we understand. Well, one day we'll spend some time more on, on this subject uh, on Super Talk Outdoors so that people across the state can understand it. But, you, you know, the Mississippi River is powerful and people are concerned about the Morganza and whether it's going to be this, that particular spill, whether, whether it's structurally sound and all the discussions and debates around that. But just in a, just in a, in a summary, the Bonnie Carey Spillway gets opened up to protect the, the New Orleans, sends all of that river water with its pollutants and from multiple states across the United States into the Mississippi Sound. Of course, it goes into the, the Lake Pontchartrain and then the Lake Bourne and then into the Mississippi Sound. And that Mississippi Sound was not made to have that amount of water come into it. And uh, until we can come up with a fix for that, we're going to be something we're going to have to we're going to have to deal with. Anyway, let's let's shift gears a little bit. Voter safety. I cannot overstate how important that is. You got a lot of people out on the water, a lot of experienced boaters, but then again, there's a lot of inexperienced boaters. I passed some of them going out. Uh, we were coming back in. They were going out, but boats that shouldn't be offshore were headed to Horn Island, and that that's got to scare you to death this time of year to see the number of inexperienced boaters on the water. It does, and uh, and the other thing is people don't understand that those waves, whenever those waves get up just a little bit, you know, a smaller boat like that can't take them, and uh, you know they they get uh, fr flustered by what's happening and the wave popping on them and it pops water over into them and. It's, it's very, very unsafe. And, uh, you know, and just because your boat will run fast doesn't mean you have to do it. And, uh, you know, that's uh, two things you can do here. You can be safe if you're driving a little slower and you can save a lot more fuel if you're driving a little slower. So, uh, you know, it can be a beneficial for everybody. But just if uh, if people would just think about themselves and think, you know, and take a little bit of time and say, okay, you know, if I don't have to be at, the, at this little island over here in five minutes. I get there in 10 minutes, I'm all right. You know, it ain't gonna hurt anything. And plus enjoy, if you go a little slower and you go through there, you're not gonna have a chance of hitting someone or, or you know, running up on somebody, a skier or anybody that's fell in the water, especially in the back bays. And uh, you're not going to look at, you're not going to have that, and uh, and you're not going to have a problem. But also, you get to see the scenery a little bit more. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, you know, Joe, one of the things, the thing I've always done, I think it makes a real difference. When I encounter another boat, and say a boat's coming toward me, 
I just do kind of a, a, a wide arc. <laughs> I don't. I just try to stay away from other boats. I don't want to pass close to other boats unless I absolutely have to. I don't try to tease them. I don't try to, you know, if I have the bigger boat, I don't try to try to say I'm the bigger boat, you know, so you can go around me. No, I do everything in my power <clears throat> to stay away from other boats. I don't care. Sea dudes, I stay away from them as well. That's, uh, yeah, it, you know, we've been lucky we hadn't had, unless you, you know something I don't know, we haven't had a deadly boat accident in a while. But, um, you know, this coming weekend is a time you really got to re reconcentrate on safety. That's for sure, isn't it? It is, and there'll be more boaters. If the weather's beautiful, there'll be more boaters on the water. Uh, and like I said, they may not go out as much, but they'll have those times. And this is a weekend that they will, they will try to go out. The families are together and everybody's wanting to enjoy life and have a good time. And, uh, you know, the worst thing in the world is somebody to have an accident or someone get killed on a, on a holiday. Yeah. Like said. And, um, we see it so much on the highways and other ways. So, uh, you know, if we can just please be safe on the water, we'd appreciate it. I would uh, tell people be sure you know check your battery. You know, make sure you got a good, healthy battery in your boat. Make sure your bilge pumps are operating properly. Make sure everyone's got a personal flotation device, especially young people. You know, it just it makes me crazy when I see in another boat a young kid with an adult life jacket on. I mean, just I mean, I, that's not going to save them if they if they have a bad accident and things can go to heck in a handbasket quickly, can't they, Joe? They can, and uh, and you know, and uh, think about there's all type of safety equipment that you should have, and especially if you're going offshore, you know, you have to have some form of flares or something that you know, some way of you know, it's there for your own safety. It's there in case something happens to you that we can get to you, that we have a way to see it and get to you. So, uh, you know, take your time and uh, and go back and do exactly what you said. And every child must have a life preserver. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, let me say this last thing. We got less than a minute left. Uh, drinking and boating don't mix. I see lots of people at Horn Island and Ship Island and, you know, you know, at the various sandbars along the river and the operator of the boat is having too much to drink. That's when things really can go bad when you drink. So whether you're whether you're boating here in coastal Mississippi or anywhere across the state, take a few minutes and just remind yourself. Do a search on boater safety and just remind yourself how to keep the people in your boat and yourself safe. This is that that sort of a weekend, a lot of inexperienced boat. Look out for the other guy. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you, and I appreciate y'all. Everybody have a safe 4th of July. We'll see you on the other side. We'll continue the conversation and talk about Northerner Michael Cassidy disagrees with votes to fund Medicare, Social Security, and our nation's military service members. But he proposes a socialist $48 trillion plan that will cost Mississippians billions in taxes. Michael Cassidy became a Mississippi resident just last year. But he thinks he's qualified to speak for what is best for Mississippi families. Michael Cassidy has Yankee principles, not Mississippi values. On June 28th, don't be fooled by the Yankee wolf wearing sheep's clothing. Is that is paid for and approved by the MS Conservative Action Pact and not approved by any candidate or committee. Why don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource.
Resources Support Center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601 987 3025. That's 601 987 3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Bob Boyd Honda is the place in Mississippi for Honda benefits and service. Our extensive warranty gives every Honda certified pre-owned vehicle owner peace of mind. With Honda True Certified Plus, you get powertrain coverage up to seven years or 100,000 miles. You also get a 182 multi-point inspection with a downloadable vehicle report from Honda. There's nobody who knows what a Honda needs or how to service one like our Honda certified technicians. Swing by Bob Boyd Honda and let's get you a deal. deal. Polito, this is Choctaw Indian Princess Shima Crosby inviting you to the 72nd Choctaw Indian Fair, July 13th through 16th. Experience the beauty of the Choctaw people through arts, crafts, dance, and song. Purchase exquisite beadwork and basketry at the Arts and Crafts Pavilion. And don't miss Midway Rides, Nightly Concerts, and the granddaddy of all field sports, Choctaw Stickball. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook. Hope to see you there. Hacha peace, la chique. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with Amada Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The memorial service for a police canine killed in the line of duty last Thursday will be held Friday along the coast. Officer Exo and his handler, Officer James Prisock, were tracking a suspect when he fired on the officers. Mitchell Robinson was being sought in connection with an aggravated assault with a firearm that had occurred earlier that afternoon. He was hit when the officer returned fire. Exo's ashes will be escorted from Mobile to Pascagoula, where services will begin at 11.30 a.m. at the Pascagoula Senior Center. Jackson police are investigating an aggravated assault that took place Sunday afternoon. According to authorities, an unnamed 29-year-old woman was trying to retrieve her purse from 26-year-old Antonio Golden when he grabbed a hammer and used it to break her arm. Golden fled the scene before they were able to grab him, but they're issuing a warrant for his arrest. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. While we hope for the best, the Mississippi Insurance Department is here to help you during this hurricane season. Prepare now using resources found on our website or call the number on your screen to talk to our staff. We're here for you. We're here to help. If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sailor rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell-articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com. 
There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. Accurate information, in-depth analysis, and clear insight all in one place. The Gallo Radio Show with Paul Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with Joe Spragans. And as I said but the last time we talked, this is a man who's gone through so many iterations in his life. It's just truly amazing. He was a brigadier general in the National Guard. And then, uh, you know, we have a position, emergency services position down here on the coast that is the old civil defense role. But he was in that role, head of, head of the emergency services for Harrison County when uh, Katrina hit. So he had a, you can only imagine the role that he had before Katrina and then after Katrina. And then you know, he could have long since rode off into the sunset, but instead he goes and, and becomes the executive director for the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. And, you know, he and I j- joked uh, that, w- you know, we're, we can sort of represent a, a part of the population that's always going to, I think, seek to reinvent themselves. Um, I'm retired, but I'm still enjoying doing this show and my show on the coast called Koshi has been it's been terrific and you know for people who are regular listeners of this show and that if you're just listening for the first time today what you'll know in me is that you get I'm going to give you what I've got and one of the things that I have is an incredible love for the outdoors in the state and I've had the real the real I don't know honor pleasure of having the opportunity to have hunted literally all over this this state and uh, I've seen it all. Grew up fishing off the coast of Mississippi. And when we get the opportunity to visit with Joe Spragans and, and have the conversation that he and I just had, just talked, it's really awesome. But we're going to shift gears now. And I'm going to move over to Houston Havens, who's the waterfowl program coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's someone, when I saw his name pop up on the list as the next person that I'm going to be spending some time with, I thought to myself, Wow, we should have had him back already because the, the waterfowl program, they're not just busy during hunting season. In fact, hunting season is kind of when they take a little bit of a break, I would bet, and do a little bit of hunting on themselves. But this is, a, this is a busy time of the year for these guys. So without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Houston back to Super Talk Outdoors. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Where, where are you right now? I'm in our Jackson office headquarters here today, so we're uh, going to do this interview and then get right back to it. Like you said, it's a busy time of year. Well, look, uh, I always say that some of the best conversations happen when we're out the air, but but it was a good, I think, a good sort of uh, window into some of the conversations that you and I are going to have. You know, you there's a lot going on this time of year. You, the waterfowl program, in particular, is doing banding. Uh, we'll talk about the morning dove as well. I didn't think about the morning dove when it came to banding program. We'll come back to that in just a second. But man, the heat is wreaking havoc across the state. Farmers are pulling their hair out these days, aren't they? They are. Like we were talking about before the show, you know, we, we work with a lot of farmers uh, just, you know, as working with private landowners across the state of Mississippi. And so we're, we're seeing a lot of the hardships, you know, they're, uh, they're doing what they can to irrigate if they have lands that are irrigatable and uh, just really trying to trying to make it through this uh, early, early summer. It seems like we're having don't know what July and August is going to look like, but we're off to a pretty hot start. 
Well, if you go to the Mississippi Delta today, all you got to do is just listen. And, and that hum you hear are those pumps. And they're burning a lot of natural gas and diesel right now, trying to keep those those fields irrigated. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can get back into a summer pattern, getting you know, getting some afternoon thunderstorms or showers at least. You know, I know the farmers could use a break. They've been out there irrigating for much longer than they normally would for this time of the year. Uh, so anyway, coming back to you guys, I mean, you really do. I mean. People think of waterfowl; they think of the, the winter. But you, you guys are busy really year round. What, what, what's happening this time of year for you guys, uh, Houston? Sure. So most of what's happening, uh, really, uh, basically, as soon as the the season ends, we're starting to get out and uh, visit with private landowners. Of course, we do a lot of work with public lands uh, because our agency has a lot of public lands that we manage for for public use. But uh, do a, a great deal of work with private landowners. Uh, most of the state of Mississippi is privately owned, and so we're getting out looking at. Uh, areas maybe where they're wanting to improve well and habitat for the next coming year uh, you know because things are things are starting back uh, you know as soon as the duck season ends we go through the rest of the winter and then springtime is coming around and the growing season starts right back and so being on top of that habitat management having a game plan going into the following years uh, is a really big part of overall wetland habitat management and so we're doing a lot of that and then as we'll talk about later getting into the kind of the midsummer doing a lot of banding of of our resident migratory birds that we have here in Mississippi. Yeah, that's that's right. I'm curious about last year, first of all, and you can comment about last year to the extent that you want to, where you had such a dry, uh, you know, waterfowl season. Unless you were pumping water or near, you know, large bodies of water, there was a lot of dry land. Of course, it, you know, on some of the public land, you guys did a really good job. Does it does it increase the challenges coming into the next year, or or is it just business as usual? And you're just hoping for for a, sort of a wetter season. It's kind of business as usual, you know, uh, definitely what I've learned uh, in my, my career here is uh, every year is going to be a little bit different and with wetland habitat management, you know, the slight changes in weather or timing of when things get dry or when, you know, things get wet can impact, you know, the, the success of, of what you're trying to do there. But um, yeah, it, every year has its different set of, of challenges or, or advantages maybe and uh, so we're just trying to, trying to deal with what Mother Nature gives us right now and go into this coming season as best we can. So how do you characterize the last season if you take out the areas that were completely dry and just look at areas where people had good habitat for a typical uh, duck season, do you, did you find that they had pretty good hunts or that, that overall the hunts were the, the duck hunting or the duck taking was down considerably? Yeah, I would say early season, especially last year, we did see a pretty good success. Like you said, things were dry, and so the areas that either were natural wetland habitat, like our permanent, semi-permanent wetlands, uh, tupelo breaks, things like that, those areas seemed to have pretty good success early. Uh, we had right about average duck numbers to start the season, at least, uh, which is, you know, not a not a significantly high number from where we you know usually get to by peak numbers in January. But at least to start the season, duck numbers were about average and then having uh, those areas that either had uh, reliable wetland habitat in those break type situations or areas that could pump water uh, did have some good success. We had several wildlife management areas that had really good success and uh, we saw really high use of that from the public of course because maybe they had areas that they were waiting on rainfall uh, before they could hunt either places they, that they owned or were leasing from private landowners and so we, we definitely met a need with public lands last year. 
Yeah, that's 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 awesome, and I know I heard great reports from the public land as well. Hey, so let's talk about you meant re resident ducks, so essentially wood ducks. You guys are involved in a pretty aggressive banding program. You're literally capturing them and banding them and and charting them. Uh, give us a little sense of the process and what you're learning from that. Yeah, so some people may not know uh, what goes on or what the process of banding is, but we're, uh, what we're talking about there is, like you said, we're capturing ducks that are residents here in the state of Mississippi um, that are either breeding or were recently hatched here and putting an aluminum, in this case, putting an aluminum leg band on the birds, similar to like a bracelet that you would wear, uh, recording some biological information on those birds and then releasing them back to the wild. And what the goal there is, is to get basically a representative sample of the actual population that's out there that's being produced and is uh, a resident here of the state of Mississippi so that we can uh, hopefully get some returns from those birds mostly through hunter harvest when a, a hunter harvests a bird with a, a leg band on it is kind of a trophy or, or it is a trophy for them uh, to, to do that but it's also very important information that we get back biologically from those birds. So you're, you're literally putting grain on the edge of water and you're literally firing in that. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, for wood ducks, uh, that's what we're working on right now, July 1st, which is Friday. It's coming up pretty quickly. Uh, will be the, the first day that we'll attempt uh, to do some wood duck banding. And uh, yeah, so we're the last couple of weeks going out and, and scouting some sites, doing some, some preparation uh, to be able to, to set up a rocket net. Um, but uh, basically what we're looking for is a clean surface right next to the, to the water. Uh, we like to be able to, to get those birds uh, coming to uh, an area over and over before we move in and, and set up the equipment to try to trap them. So uh, basically we're, we're putting out some weed along the edge of the water, putting out a trail camera, trying to get good intel on when birds are coming there, how many are coming there, so we can uh, kind of maximize our, our time and our effort to, to move a crew there. And um, when it all works out uh, for wood ducks, you know, we're getting there well before daylight in the morning, be sure our net is set up, everything's good to go electrically, uh, wired to the charges and the rocket nets. And then um, if it all works out, birds will show up pretty early in the morning before it gets too bad hot and uh, we'll fire the net over them, pull them out, put them in a holding crate and then start working through the birds one at a time, uh, identifying the sex and age of the bird, putting a band on them, recording that number and releasing them back to the wild. Wow, that's, that's so interesting. Look, do you use cellular cameras? Uh, we don't uh, a whole lot because we're having to go back to these sites and refresh the bait anyway periodically so we, we don't go long spans of time um, but it's very very useful to be able to do that and we, we could do that uh, we just don't currently use them. So when you're checking those cards I mean I, you think about deer hunters checking cards or having cell cameras and how excited it is to sort of understand what the situation is as a as a, as a waterfowl expert it's still got to be exciting sometimes when you look at those those cards and you think, wow, man, we're doing well here. That's right. You know, obviously we're looking for large numbers of ducks getting up on the bait and being in a, in a catchable area. You know, it's um, there's a lot of days that we sit in that blind waiting to, to try to capture and we see a lot of birds, but, you know, kind of like hunting, you know, it doesn't always work out exactly the way you need it to. And so uh, that, that's obviously the, the main thing we're looking for. But we see a lot of really neat things, uh, you know, uh, on those on those photos as well. We'll come back to see what else you see on those photos in just a second. This is Houston Havens. He's the Waterfowl Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. When we get on the other side, we'll talk about what he sees on those cards, and we'll also talk about morning, morning dove abandoning as well. We'll see you after this break.
This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. In the runoff election, you have a clear choice. Michael Cassidy proposes $48 trillion in new federal spending. It's the last thing we need while inflation is making us pay more. To stop reckless government spending, we need a real conservative in Congress, like Michael Guest. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993. Frisco Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 10.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Frisco Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. Here's the pitch. He swings. It's out of here. Jackson ends around the area. It's time to hit big. During the Grand Slam Huge Car Sale, through July 3rd only, Mazda Jackson and Ridgeland Mitsubishi have teamed up to bring you over 400 new and pre-owned vehicles, all in one location, Trustmark Park in Burr. While other dealers have no cars, we have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, including Chevys, Toyotas, Hondas, Mazdas, Kias, Fords, you name it. We've got it. Make no payments for 90 days. Get up to $3,000 in down payment assistance. Plus, receive a 42-inch TV with every purchase. Credit problems? No problem. We have over 20 lenders for on-site financing. You could win $100,000. And on Sunday, July 3rd, we'll give away a mystery card 1 p.m. Register no later than Saturday, July 2nd. We'll also be giving away a $4,000 Home Depot gift card and a PS5. But hurry, it all ends Sunday, July 3rd, and you don't want to miss the buying opportunity of a lifetime during the Grand Slam Huge Car Sale at Trustmark Park, One Brains Boulevard in Perth. Brought to you by Mazda of Jackson and Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Get here now, because once the deals are gone, they're gone. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires, just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors, and of course, we go the distance for you. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Kudzu Walls and Fall Football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I told Houston Havens, who's the waterfowl program um, coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, that I got to put a star by his name and come back to him a little bit more often because he's he, well, first of all he's really good at what he does and he's great on the radio but i enjoy i enjoy really our chats both on air and off air he's terrific hey you mentioned that when you check those cards you're you're positioning the grain in probably multiple locations to try to figure out when you deploy your your nets to capture and band wood ducks that um that you want to make sure that they've they're coming back repeatedly to the same areas and you're having to go and refresh the grain et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when you check those uh those cards what all do you see well you know similar to uh, trail cameras where people are trying to do deer scouting things like that of course you don't just get deer on there um, and, and that definitely applies to, to where we're trying to, to get wood ducks on site we see things like uh, gray blue herons that'll come up you know and, and stand at a bait site trying to capture something to eat uh, of course deer raccoons will visit the bait sites as well and then we see things that we don't necessarily want to see like wild hogs coming up uh, you know um, things that are often a disturbance that might make ducks a little bit uncomfortable like a hog or an alligator nearby um, can kind of play into the the challenges of being able to have a successful capture event yeah i can i can imagine i can imagine we 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 capture some interesting things on our on our uh, cams from time to time as well so let's go let's, let's shift gears and we'll go over to the morning dove because I, I really didn't consider the fact that you guys were would want to study them just as much as you would any other. So talk about that one. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a lot of the information that's valuable to us as wildlife biologists is seeing what of our representative population that we banded and released back to the wild is being harvested or being, you know, recaptured in, uh, you know, subsequent years, things like that. And also, <clears throat> when, a, when a hunter harvests a bird that's banded, of course, they are able to, to go on the website that's on that band to report that information. That's how we get the information back to the biologist. Um, but it's really neat for the hunter to be able to see maybe where that bird was banded, how long ago it was banded, some really cool information like that for them. But yeah, as far as dove trapping, uh, quite a bit different from our wood dove trapping. We use uh, what we call funnel traps, it's just a wire trap. Um, and so we start by pre-baiting again, getting birds used to, to coming on to you know, small, about the size of a pie plate or something, bait site. And uh, once we get birds using those baits, we have the, the trap laying next to it, not set, just so they can kind of get used to being near the trap and then we'll place the trap over the bait and essentially how it works is birds can walk through a funnel but they can't figure out how to walk back out of it and so um, it's kind of a, a, an activity where you need to be around the local area see the birds go in and then you know not not leave them in there very long be able to pull them out identify them and get the band on release them pretty quickly over the years what have you learned about morning dove that's got to be very interesting because i always envision that once they find a field they like they just kind of stay there but what what about range and you know, what's some interesting data that you gathered 
Yeah, so with morning doves, uh, we, we do have, uh, as you mentioned, a, a great deal of them are harvested uh, fairly locally. Um, you know, even several years after they've been banded, a lot of our birds will be harvested back here in Mississippi. Uh, but we do have some really interesting band returns uh, from, from all the birds we banded. I think the furthest that we've had for doves traveling uh, as far as being marked here in Mississippi was uh, a dove band return we had in North Carolina. And it, it seems like... Uh, probably more of our traveling outside of the state birds go toward the east uh, for whatever reason that is kind of up the east coast but um you know if you were to look at a map of all of our band returns over the years for does it kind of just looks like a shotgun you know across the across the southeast and, and even outside the southeast i just didn't consider that they would fly that i mean we should have i mean i mean it, it, they they're like any other bird. They're going to have some type of pattern that in, in, involves migration. Sure. But that's really interesting. I mean, what, so what do you get from it? What do we hope to, for, that these learnings will lead to in terms of, you know, um, more birds and et cetera? Yeah, so uh, like I said, the, one of the biggest things is being able to assess the population, to be able to assess uh, harvest rates, you know, um, because a lot of that information is what plays into setting seasons, the number of days in a season, the bag limits, things like that. They're not just, you know, arbitrary numbers that, oh, we think we can, you know, sustain this. There has to be some science feeding into that system to back it up. And so being able to, to look at that, uh, the harvest rates on, on that banded population, really feeds into that overall process but uh but you know a, a lot of the the movement stuff is really interesting um especially with wood ducks one of the things that we find with them is when we get a band return that is way far away from mississippi like i'm talking into the southern provinces of canada even for wood ducks sometimes um, most of the time what we're going to see there is that it was a juvenile male that was going into his first season uh, in Mississippi, his first fall or winter, and pairing with a, a female that was from another area like that. And so basically, you know, they're forming their pair bonds while they're going through the wintertime here in Mississippi. And uh, and when she leaves to go back where she came from, he's going to follow right there behind her. You know, it's, it's just really interesting. How that that is so interesting to me. I think of a wood duck staying on that lake, just staying, getting born on that lake and staying on that lake. The thought that some go to southern Canada because of the mating process is, is uh, that's a, that's a new one for me but houston we're out of time it has been a pleasure we'll, like i said we'll have you back more often um, the duck discussion is something that a lot of outdoorsmen are super interested in uh, anyway so this has been houston havens the waterfowl program coordinator for the department of wildlife fisheries and parks have a great day houston thank you you too and as usual as always stay safe stay safe especially this coming busy time on the water we'll see you later next monday Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.